Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. Yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, real quick again. First off, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, at Adam Nutter and Adam Nutter Comedy. Uh, July 10th, if you are in the Philly area, uh, Chalfont, Pennsylvania, at the Pop-In, we are bringing back our monthly pop, uh, monthly stand-up show. Tickets are on sale. They are already selling. I'm telling you, get them now. They will go out. Go on uh, droptent.com for tickets or my personal social media. The link's up there. Go get them. Uh, this episode of Porcupine, we did a swap cast with a super awesome guest. He's a comic. Uh Big conspiracy guy. I has like a thousand podcasts. Tim File Hat, Broken Simulation. Um, he had me on his Patreon episode, so super cool. So we're doing a little swapcast. This come out like two weeks from when we recorded it. But uh, guys, I want to introduce Sam Tripoli. He's referred to me by one of my favorite people out there, Monica Perez. So uh, you know, she's saying you're great. That's all I need to hear. So I'm very <laughs> excited. Uh, I believe his podcast is called the Porcupine Podcast. Yes, sir. and I'm very excited. Please welcome to the show for the first time of hopefully many. Adam Nutter, how are you, Adam? Yo, Sam, thanks very much for having me on, and I guess vice versa, technically. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me on yours. Thanks yeah, for having me on you. Blah, blah, blah. All that good go. stuff. Let's turn that off. <laughs> uh, how are you, brother? Good, man. Just uh, trying to stay busy, you know, trying to do as much comedy during the quarantine and all that stuff, and did a decent amount of shows last year, and now I have to expect Where are you out of? Uh, originally New York. Now I'm outside of now. Uh, we're in Philly right now. Live where the studios at. I live right outside Philly, of Philly, dude. Yeah. Philly. Yeah. I was. It was so crazy when people were gonna like riot in Philly. I'm like, those people will cut you, bro. <laughs> You're gonna go burn a vill- uh, a, a, a neighborhood in Philly. Yeah, dude. They will fuck you and your mother up. It's it's crazy. Like again, I'm a New Yorker coming from here, so like I think like New York is what what's up. And then you get out here, and like if you wear your Giants or Yankee shit, people are like, "Yo, I'll fucking kill you." You're like, "All right, <laughs> like, dude, I'm chill, with dude. you on that. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm all about that, dude. I'm all. Oh about yeah, that. I'm, a, I'm a diehard sports psycho, but like I get it. But it's like uh, it, they, they they are ride or die out here for what they love for sure. You know, it's just very interesting too, dude. It's just like, you know, New York is very, a very interesting city because, you know, I'm in my late forties. Right. And I hate saying that, but it's true. (laughs) I'm in my late forties and, you know, I grew up in like this notion of gritty, gritty New York. And, you know, and this isn't like hating on New York because I feel like this happened to the entire country. But like during this whole COVID thing, we saw like this kind of like fake punk rock facade kind of fall to the side. Uh, And like people were considered savages, like kind of just started following the rules and doing what they're told. And and allowing like neighborhood businesses to be taken out. Now I make no, I, I did open up rallies, you know, that's, yeah. that's the extent to what I do. You know, like I don't believe in violence until there it needs to be violence. And if that day comes and I don't, I, I don't think it's going to, I think we, the people have all the power, but if that day does come, that day will come. But you know, for me, I just was like, I just felt like so many people that were like my heroes kind of just, Kind of let me down yeah, during man. the whole thing. New York became like a weird wasteland 
you know, like again, coming from there, doing comedy there, or even just not doing comedy, just living there, and it's like you, it was filled with like actual life, and like the streets were awesome, and like nighttime was great, like you could do anything. And then I just drove through there not too long ago, and like everything's boarded up, and not the places that should be boarded up, boarded up. You know, it's like it's like Fifth Avenue, it's like boarded up. It's like oh, that, the rich parts boarded up. Oh, New York's fucked. And people are like it's coming back. I'm like I don't know, man. They lost the Senate seat because so many people left. You know, you know Pennsylvania too. Really. Yeah, or Congress, whatever seat you lose. Yeah, New York, Pennsylvania. Like we lost like representation know that, in the government know. because so many people left the states. Well, the question is, do businesses want offices? If they want offices, New York has a chance. If it doesn't, if they don't, like everything you know about New York in terms of like every yeah. shot is like just a street full of people bustling, going in and out of what office buildings. Yep. Yeah, and now the thing too, and this is the thing with like COVID is like uh, everything else aside, all the non-conspiracy stuff, the conspiracy stuff, the real stuff, the fake shit aside, it's like real events still come out of that, right? And w one real event that came out of like the whole COVID thing was p businesses was like, huh, we waste a lot of money in offices that we don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they cut 100%. back. So like, you know, m my wife uh, she, on the on the side, like she likes to do babysitting because like easy cash. And she's having a hard time finding gigs because so many parents are like, well, we're working from home now permanently because offices are like, fuck it. Why waste the money? No, I completely understand that. So it's a if that happens, another change of opera yeah. of how people yeah. operate. Yeah. It's wild. Especially ecosystems are going to change in terms of business, dude, like trickle yeah. down where it's like, I get this job. I can't be there. So you gotta be a babysitter. That changes a lot of things. Custodians yeah. in offices, secretaries, all that stuff. They don't exist like they used to. And it's just very interesting. You know, I live in L.A., man, for right now. I don't know how long it will last. You know, I, I have my sights possibly set on Nashville, you know, uh, but I'm debating, you know, like where I want. It's more about because I have twin daughters, like where they where sure. I want them to go to school. Um, but it's 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 uh, if you go down like I have a podcast called Broken Simulation. Yeah. And it's basically, I I, I used it because I couldn't get up. I had to write, find out ways to write new jokes. And, and it's very weird because I've been doing like headliner spots on the road. And like, I'm not used to going up in these like showcase spots. Right. Which I want to use as as uh writing things for sure uh writing sessions but everybody's just bringing out their fucking big guns and just, uh, that's that <laughs> yeah. is the one thing that is like very crazy about the comedy store like what it was like i want to do a doc on the comedy store when it was when everybody called it dead right because it was the greatest time ever for art, for the art of stand-up comedy, you will never get more pure than when nobody was going to the comedy store and Mitzi was barely hanging on. Right. Love and respect. <laughs> Without her, right. there would be no, we would not be having this conversation. So I'm all love to, to all the shores. But she was like, the, the inmates were running the asylum and it was like, do your set, do a little blow, bang a chick, go to fuck home. That was, it. Was, but it was comedy, man. You were able to go up, fail. Uh, it was a really wonderful fucking time. So now I've been like, I had to start Broken Sim and I've been walking around like Hollywood Boulevard. And the one thing about Hollywood Boulevard is, is that it reminds me of all the movies of New York City in the 70s. Like super Oh gritty. yeah, yeah, before the Giuliani days. <laughs> yeah, it, like it's yeah. all shady ass shit now. 
And I'm all about that action. And maybe in that it's like, we, we kind of get back to some real shit. I don't know, man, but like, I don't know, man. It's just interesting times. I know you got some questions you want to bring up. I kind of want to jump to another. Yeah, go do whatever you want. I don't, really, I don't, I don't care. Have, There's no order. Is, it was just a bunch of stuff I thought you'd find interesting to talk about. As so you also. and I both do comedy. You asked, yeah, like, yeah. and we think a little different than our peers. How's that affected us? Yeah. And, you know, I would be lying to you if I said there was no kind of weirdness. I do believe, uh, you know, like very little people ask me to do their shows now they're independent right. shows anything else i don't get asked to do it and i to be honest with you if i wasn't on the on the road headlining doing tim Fall hats doing my own weekends i might that might affect me it just i don't care anymore but it's glaringly obvious and i don't care man i, I i'm here to slay political correctness yeah, i am yeah. i am i my set right now is what don't you want me to talk about, I'm going to talk all about it. And you're going to see that your ears aren't going to bleed and the walls aren't going to catch fire. And that's kind of what my comedy is right now. I'm now I used to get at the beginning. I, I would be accused. I love that. I'm interviewing you and I'm just talking the whole time. <laughs> no, you're good, dude. Um, that's why I'm the worst interview ever, but <laughs> I'll end here is that I, um, I got used to get accused of uh, trying to be shocking for the sake of shocking, and which isn't true. Right. I, I would. I was always talking about my life, and I was just real raw and real with it, you know. And that's kind of how I am right now on stage. There's this notion that if you talk about black people, gays, women, anybody, you know, it's automatically offensive. And I'm like, that's not equality. Right. Equality is like the more you're in, the more shit you get. And like, I'm not going to change that rule because you on the left, these fucking progressives want a monopoly <laughs> on everything. Yeah. Yeah. I have I, I some people all the time, like, uh, again, I grew up in New York. I grew up playing football my whole life and I grew up playing with mostly black kids and obviously other white kids and everyone would just bust on each other for nonsense. But we were all, it's like, it's out of love. Like no, if that, if we, if people heard what we said to each other in locker rooms now, Dude, you wouldn't be talking to me, you know what I'm saying? And like they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have a career either. Like no one would. Like it, it was, but we all loved each other. We all hang out. It's like it was just bonding. But dude, if I don't text you the word faggot, you're not my friend. Yes, dude, I say that word. I told that to my friends all the time. <laughs> I say it all the time. I'm like, that's how I know I can trust you. <laughs> like, right? Like that's yeah. what it is, dude. And I have a joke in which I say the M word. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's about the time Paul Mooney called me nigger. Right. And I couldn't stop laughing at it. And they cut it out of the comedy store thing. They've cut it out of podcasts before. But it's a true and story. And it's just like Paul Mooney called me nigger. And <laughs> I, I couldn't stop laughing about it. And I don't understand why I can't talk about the guy who is known for the N-word yeah. calling me the N-word. Yeah. It's no, it's not even about like race or racism. It's literally about a monopoly on something. And yeah. in which then people say to me, why do you want to say the M word? I do not want to say the M word. I'm just going to talk about this amazing time that this amazing comic called me the M word. And it was literally the number one credit on my Wikipedia page for about two days. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, so that's kind of where I'm at. That's so fair. I yeah. don't get asked to do a lot of shit because I am, I just refuse to play this game 
where there is this, like, if I hear another female comic complain about male toxicity, why all they talk about is the dick they're taking all the time, which I know yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure you ain't doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's a weird double standard in comedy, huh? Yeah, like, because women yeah. make the rules of society. That's why. Men make the rules of business. And what we're seeing is this fucking movement of, like, the rules of society trying to be applied to the rules of business, which is every, which is equal outcome, not opportunity. It's right. not about op- It's, it's about a, equal outcome. Which, which is disgusting. It's all, it's all, it should be all about the opportunity, not about um, how it comes to be. Oh, and, and not the, uh, the end result. It should be how it comes to fruition, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's... Kind of like um, how businesses are doing the whole Pride Month thing, just to people like, yeah, we totally care about gay people, and they're like, thanks for your money, idiots. I I, I said this, I said this, uh, I forgot who I said this the other day, but I was like, um, if hanging gay people was like the in thing to do in 2021, Target be like, who are we hanging today? Like, yeah. go get your hanging flags and po- like, it, it's whatever the new thing is. Businesses are for they don't give a shit about anybody. Any group or any cause, and like for people not to still see that, I mean, I, I, that's the problem. I uh, people I have a hard time getting through still is like, do you not see this blatant bullshit that they're feeding you just to make you feel good? But it's not like they're giving that money to to that cause. It goes right into their pockets. Yeah, well, well, you also have like w- what this country really has a big problem with are opportunists, opportunists yeah. who step in and then onto a national stage. And just are de- there for the money and the power. And they don't give two shits about anything other than themselves. And that's what we're seeing right now. And it's so it's like so hard for anyone to see that they're being placated. I don't care if it's gay pride month. I really don't care Same. to each their own. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just don't know. Did we vote on that? <laughs> yeah, there's no vote. When, 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 when did that become a vote? That we were going to do that. And like, why are we stopping with anal and scissor sistering? When do the girls who eat ass get a fucking month? Because (laughs) they're fucking savages, okay? Or dudes who get pegged in the ass. Or any of those things. Like, dude, do you know any guy who's open about that he likes to get pegged in the ass? Or he's into like doggy play where he dresses up like a fucking BDSM puppy? Does anyone? No, they live in the fucking closet too. Because we bully them. If they, if they 100%. <laughs> so my point is like, I do weird shit, dude. I got I molested at yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I, I mean, I don't know what the year was. It was very early in my life. I started getting sexually active at five. Then I got molested. Okay. I, I'm, I've kicked the can really far down the road, dog. Sure. Like I'm in the bizarro town. I'm the mayor of fucking weirdo. Okay. Where's my fucking month? Right. That's my whole thing. I, I also found it weird, like, especially, again, I, I, I come from New York, and the, the the big probably one of the biggest pride parades in the country, at least, is there. And I it's great. Assume, right? I love them. Great but, drugs. But um, Amazing. But I, I found it weird that it's always, like, they promote just the extreme and never just, like, like a Tim Dillon gay guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's never – it's, it's a weird thing. You know, I wonder why that is. Well, because it's a psyop. It's meant to get us to fight with each other. It's like, I have a lot of trans friends, and I do a joke about yeah. it. I'm like, I don't know what that says about me. Probably had a bad Coke problem, went on some <laughs> weird porn runs, right? But it's like, I have a lot of trans friends, you know? 
They just want to be able to get a job where they don't have to sell their ass on the fucking corner. For you sure. know, yeah. they don't, they're not asking for drag queen story hour. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's the thing that I'm sure you'll agree with that. I, it's always like super white progressives who aren't even part of that group, who are the ones who are like touting about that group. Like they need more. And they're like, we're actually fine. It's it's never them. It's never the, it's always a white. Like I said like uh, rich white liberals are like the most racist people on the planet because they speak for everybody and won't let anybody speak for themselves. Yeah, and they have very little actual of that those friends. They yeah, have the token exactly. here and there that they take a picture with on Instagram, but you know everything they rail against, like they rail against uh, 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 systematic racism when their fathers and their grandfathers built that system. Yeah. Oh, what was that uh, senator or governor who just got caught? A, a Democratic guy up in uh, up in Northeast, I think Massachusetts, where his wife like s- helped found or start or funding like an all white country club, and they asked him about it, and they're like, "Hey, you gonna like leave this?" He's like, "Okay," and he's kind of walked away. That's the Camilla Harris. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, you know, it's an institution," and just kept going. It's like, yeah, because no one the D the R's it doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about money. It's, it's about it's, power. It's about money and power and feeling and, and, and more. That's real white guilt. Okay. Right. It's like they, you know, it's like BuzzFeed, Vice. Th- their whole job is trying to convince America that they're rich white kids trying to convince America that poor white kids are the fucking problem. Yeah, when it's just like it's it's, it's, it's it's their dads and their grandfathers are are the the real problem. And then you know it's like there's a lot of great opportunity for you know diversity today. But the saddest part is like no matter how great they are, there's now a tinge of they're getting it because it's diversity instead of being be like, hey man, I'm really fucking good. Uh, I I I could have got this on my own. I appreciate the opportunity, but now you're 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 just discounting it as a fucking psyop and a, and a, and the scheme that people are just using to get us all to fight with each other. Yeah, yeah, it's about again. It, they did a great job making it about everything but class warfare. <laughs> they made it about race, about religion, literally everything but money. Because if it, also. Um, it's always, uh, the government loves to always, right, push us against each other. And once we started, like, turning on government buildings or whatever, like in Oregon or even the White House, people were like, hey, 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 that's enough. Like, you know, it's like now let's, now the D's and R's get together all of a sudden. Once their institution starts to get threatened, and then you see the actual force they could use to push everybody out. Right, once right. They're, like, once they're all they, mad they, at January yeah. 6th. Once the cathedral they, gets threatened. Yeah. They're all mad January 6th, but they have no problems with rich kids basically committing the fucking purge for the yeah. year 2020, yeah, just yeah. getting arrested and then being let out like there's nothing to it. And that's really what we went through. So the whole thing is hypocrisy. And all I care about is just fucking rattling cages and seeing what the fuck we can well, how, how angry can I get you before you realize you're fucking brainwashed and that everything you're worried about really isn't what matters and it's not the real shit. And that's kind of what I work on on stage. And I get stared at, man, I get fucking stared at, but you know what? I'm going to sit in that shit because 
Y'all know what I'm doing. And you're snickering at it because you know it's funny, but you just, you're too, I mean, dude, I'm talking about crazy fucking shit on stage. And I'm all about that, dude. Actually, a few, man, I want to say three years ago, uh, my buddy Neil and I, we we went out to do some shows in LA, like for a week. And obviously, we don't know anybody at the comedy store, but we just, we know some comics who, know some some people that kind of said we don't have to hang out we saw you perform at the belly room i think or the or and uh you just brought your notepad off you're like i'm just working on new shit <laughs> and i was like all right you gotta find yeah, somewhere yeah. dude i know it was good I, I we dug it but like it's just like i, I appreciated like because again i from the, all the stories i've heard from everybody else at the store it's like killer after killer night after night and like doing their best to impress because it's fucking the store and like where do you go in LA to work on shit? Like here we have a thousand places to go to work on shit. So like so we we have a show we have booked like oh I have a week's worth of bullshit I could do if I wanted to before the important thing. But you guys it's like the store <laughs> what the laugh factory or like was store like, improv laugh improv, factory right? yeah. it's just there everybody's just going for blood out here. But you know what man, I've uh, I'm kind of in a place where I don't really give a fuck anymore. Like I'm actually at a place where I, I enjoy podcasting as much as I enjoy stand up. And I kind of was, <laughs> my girl like caught me talking to myself. I do it to me all the time. That's why I have 19 podcasts because if I didn't, I would just be talking to myself. And I said, <laughs> I might as well just put a camera in front of me and just put it out. So it doesn't seem as crazy, but you know, it's like, I was just thinking the other day about if you put a gun to my head right now and said, you can't do, you could either do stand up or podcasting. One or the other. You can't, do, you, you can't do both. Which one would you pick? And I hate to be, I hate to say it, but at this point in my life, I really enjoy podcasting. That's fair, though. Even though I mean, it's, a, it's an evolution, right? I mean, how long have you been comedy? 20 fucking years? I've been doing comedy since about 1992 or 93. 92. Wow. Yeah, dude. I was I didn't start I was six years old. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. I and I I didn't start making money till I was forty three years old. Yeah, man. Like real money. Right. Like real money. Like right. where I like you know, it's like you always see young comics, they always have I call them stripper eyes, like crazy <laughs> yeah, eyes, yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh fuck. And then they suddenly good things happen, you see them calm down. I've seen it happen with a bunch of people. Like Tony Hinchcliffe is a great example. Like I knew Tony when he was just coming up and he had just a wildling in his eyes. And right. then, you know, he got a bunch of things and now he's kind of chill. I, I know that shit happened with fucking ping pong and shit. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, he's, he's really calmed down, you know? So 43 is when things started working for me. I, and I, like, I practice something that I understand now, which is called model of abundance which is what I was practicing. So uh, back then, which is like, take care of every, you know, you get something, give it away. It'll come back even more. So it took me a long time. So we're talking 21 years of just check to check. Damn, man. That's fucking rough. But like, I get it, dude. Grinding out to do what you love. But at 43, man, that's, I've been doing comedy nine, I guess if you count the COVID year, eight, eight, nine years. How old are you? 30, I'll be 35 in November. Yeah, dude, you're fine. You're doing great. 
<laughs> All right, my, my producer's also comics laughed at me. Fuck you, Jesse. I'm fucking laughing. He's like two years into comedy. You can suck, fuck, fuck off. It's a wonderful time, dude. And Jesse, like... Jesse right now, he's in the fucking mind of like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's where his eyes are at. And I'm already like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're going to be doing what we're doing, just grinding it out. <laughs> like eight years well, later. Well, the podcast, dude, is a game. It's like you don't know where it's going to go. And this is yeah. like, this is like, dude, have you ever heard of a guy on YouTube named Mr. Beast? Oh, yeah. Fucking, uh, yeah. That yeah. guy, everybody should look at what that guy does and go, and dude, and it's all respect and love to him, but it's like, that guy just grinded on it, dude. Yeah. And just, like, got there. It's like, nobody did it for him. He did it for himself. And so it's like, when you do these shows like this, this is what we're talking about. This is that, this is the beginning. Now, I would love to get 50 to 70 million views on my shows, but that what I talk about, that's not it. So it's like, you have to be like, I want to do this, this, and this. The universe might send you in a different direction, might just ping you over a little bit. So sometimes, man, it's like, I remember when Tim Fall had started moving. I couldn't sell a ticket to save my fucking life. I couldn't sell a ticket. And then I was just like, I just want to sell a hundred tickets in a, in, a, in, a, in a market. Boom, we started doing that. Then I was like, I just want to sell 300 tickets. Bam, I did that. Now I, I want to sell 500, yeah. and we're starting to do that. I don't really want to get into theaters, dude. I know that sounds crazy because then your head gets on a chopping block. I just want to say just below, you know, it's like Colin Coward was talking about on the radio yesterday. He's like, I like my fame. I go to a fucking restaurant once in a while, get a free appetizer, and I'm good with that. You know, like right. that's that's kind because of, I like talking shit, bro, and I'm a fucking weirdo. Okay, and those things lead to putting your head on a chopping block. Well, and yeah, I want to go there. No, I, I I agree. Also, I feel like theaters you lose that, especially what you're talking about. Like you lose the intimacy and like, you know, um, you know, Grand Village Comedy Club in New York. Like, you know, the actual yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Know Do you know like, Howie Dewey? Maybe. No, definitely. Uh, the name's not ringing a bell. Howie he does. He, he works there a lot. He's a buddy of mine. Uh, we do a podcast called Cash Daddies together. Oh, maybe that's where I know the name from that fucking podcast. Okay. I, uh, that room, though, even though it's like, you know, whatever, it's like it, the way it's like kind of low and it's tight, but it's but it's wide, but it's like narrow vertically like that's yeah. like a great room for comedy like, i do like that dingy shit for like you know maybe like no more than like 200 people that's like i think is the best i agree dude yeah the best I environment agree. for it because then you just start to lose out i totally agree dude I, I like that 200 seats when they're your fans it's like bill burr used to say it's like you know when you're when you're not famous, everything's an away game. When you're famous, everything's a home game. Mm. It's like I just now started playing home games, and it's like a lot of fun. That's what I want to do. I'm I'm just fucking batting hard away games. <laughs> I'm fucking chipping away. I'm trying to keep the fucking. But you want to do all those, man. <laughs> you just you you don't want to jump. You don't want to jump levels. I don't care how big you get. It will come back and bite you in the ass at some point. Yeah. So it's like learn all the lessons now, and it's just like. You know, you're 30, you're 35, you said? I'll, I'll be 35 in November, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I cannot explain to you, I can't stress this enough, how important to understand how long this journey is. It is so long. And I've seen so many people, and I want everybody to make a billion dollars, bang supermodels, <laughs> fucking, you know, get black belts in every martial arts out there. 
I want everybody to do that. But man, I can't tell you how many people have fucking got shit in their 20s and 30s and are just lost in their 40s, man. Mm. And everybody goes through it. I, it is of my belief that the only people that aren't going to go through some shady shit are the Segoras. You know, <laughs> yeah. for some, I, I read energy really well. I, yeah, I yeah. just sense no darkness. Not that they're not going to have troubles. Or I mean, problems. no, they, they apparently are made of fucking brittle bones. <laughs> that is kind of crazy. May, maybe that's the that's worst. It, that I think them. that's it. I think they each break a bone. They're like Samuel L. Jackson and fucking unbreakable. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. You know? But everybody goes through something. You just do. It's just, that's this realm we live in, man. So, you know, it's just like, it's a long journey, dude. And I know, you know, look at Joey Diaz, Mark Marin, mm. Ryan Sickler, uh, all these, Josh Wolf, all these people who like really didn't hit till they were in their late 40s, early 50s. That's the beauty of the internet, man, yeah. is that you just, if you, you just are authentic, man, people will find you. And I just think it's just like, I just love the internet. I'm so blessed. And it's just like, I, I like to talk to everybody about like, whatever you do, there's an audience out there. There's like, you have your, there's a subreddit for you. You just got to find that subreddit. That's so true. I'm yeah. I belong to some ridiculous subreddits for fun. <laughs> oh, that's what I, that's the question I want. I did, did want to ask you, um, out of all the conspiracies out there, what's one that you don't believe, but want to believe is true. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a great question. Because you're a conspiracy theorist, I will answer this question. Okay, good. Most of the time when non-conspiracy people ask me this, I won't answer it because it ends up blowing up in my face. No, I'm all with you. And so, they, go. <laughs> yeah. so I, in my heart of hearts, don't believe Michelle Obama is a man. Okay. Okay. I want her to have a big black dick because I think that would be <laughs> fucking hilarious. But I don't want, you know, for me right now, like even all this shit going on with McAfee and the, this this yeah. this fucking building in Miami just imploding. That was nuts. And then everybody trying to make connections. I don't know, dude. But I've now sit back in karate stance like fucking, you know i'm like okay what's going on here yeah, 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 for and sure. i i really hold off to jump in uh you know my 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 takes on q very early were uh correct uh and i i still sit i still stand behind the people because Same. i think they did the one thing that you, the only thing you can do. See, once you do, how long you been doing? How long you been doing conspiracy podcasts? Do you do well, conspiracy? Well, podcasts? no, this is definitely a libertarian podcast, but you know, oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah I love but it. This, I this love kind of falls into. Oh yeah, I'm. Yeah, he's part of. Yeah, I mean, Mises Caucus, obviously the whole the whole thing. Him and Robbie Bernstein are great. Um, but no, it's technically a libertarian podcast that uh I do, but this obviously fits into a lot of. You know, the the not regular po political shit, which is what I'm all about, breaking the fucking cycle of that nonsense. So if you study conspiracy long enough. I have. I've been to it for a while, though. Yeah. It will. If you do it right, it will always lead you to to spirituality and what's really going on. And then you start studying, like, you know, are these creatures stealing your louche, your energy? And then you start realizing the best way to combat it is to not pay pay attention to what is going on so pull your energy out pull your money out pull your attention out 
which is what the Q people did. Now, are they a little like super excited about Trump? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Okay, because yeah. you're nationalist. He played the nationalist yeah. songs. You fucking like that beat. Mm -hmm. You play to that. Okay, but make no doubts about it. He positioned the BlackRock people in the Fed. And the Fed bailed out everybody to the tune of trillions. Yeah. And then they used that money to buy up all the property. Yeah, which isn't a conspiracy that's actually happened. And then people will be like, well, I'm like, well, well, what? They actually, there's, I mean, what, uh, 40 articles about it now? <laughs> At least about the How black. How Jeff Bezos' grandfather founded DARPA? Yeah. And so, they, so this guy who's supposedly smart, and everyone's like, dude, you went to Princeton, bro. Come on, man. Yeah. He was at summa cum laude, bro. You're like, dude, th there are psyops that are talented. They get positioned right. in places, right? My like, nobody's saying he's not smart. Exactly. My, my favorite one is Anderson Cooper. When pe People don't know this. When you go, you know who Anderson Cooper's mother is? And they're like, no. You go, Gloria Vanderbilt. You know who Gloria Vanderbilt was? A CIA goddamn spook. <laughs> like 100%. You know, and like, why do you think? And, oh, so it just so happens Anderson Cooper is in one of the most prestigious news positions in the fucking country? Couldn't agree more, and dude. And didn't he fucking intern at the CIA? Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck <laughs> okay, Anderson Cooper. It's crazy. Well, I mean, everybody wants to take a look at the Kavanaugh <laughs> yeah. fucking case. I mean, that was a smokescreen, so nobody actually looked at his record, which is straight up fascist man yeah they he brett kavanaugh does not believe in your right to privacy believes the president's yep. above the law yep. and he has worked on things as the patriot act to take away your rights to privacy and your personal freedoms and they didn't want you talking about that so this fucking bitch who works at the at stanford is part of the stanford fucking intern program at stanford her father ran her father's job was to find money for CIA black ops operations. She's a fucking spook, man. She made that whole story up so that nobody would talk about Kavanaugh's real thing. That's why he's getting in there because they wanted to do Kavanaugh work for the Clintons on Whitewater. Right. Like, dude, it's, it's not right in D's and R's. It's right. all George Bush yeah. fucking black arts occult fucking cabal which he's just a face of but and he works for other people it's all fucking true dude so you look at jeff bezos they're like oh i got this idea for fucking books really that's what they, <laughs> they use books because yeah. nobody gives a fuck right to work out this the fucking kinks of this program and once it started working smoothly they turned it into selling everything else you gotta ask yourself why did eBay, which was the brand of excellence, not blow up? But Amazon, when it was ran by the grandson of the man who started DARPA, why did that blow up? Why is that everywhere? Did they just give Jeff Bezos $10 billion and then he recently bought MGM for what? $8 billion. Right. Well, I said this, I said this I think on the last episode, two episodes ago of my show. Um American workers lost three trillion or three billion uh, in the, during the pandemic, and then Amazon gained that exact number back, like up though, <laughs> like whatever, whatever, that, whatever. It was either billion or trillion, but then Amazon gained that exact number. I was like, wow, yes, weird, huh? <laughs> Dude, take a look at fucking what's going on. I talk about this all the time, but take a look what's going on with Pornhub and OnlyFans. 
right? It looks a lot. I know you're a little younger. This might not ring a uh, hit with you, but the way they imploded MySpace and Facebook. Blew I, know, up. I totally remember MySpace, 100%. You know? Yeah. And Facebook was a DARPA program through the Pentagon called LifeLog. And if you actually look it up, LifeLog, the day it officially ended and they pulled the plug on it, is the exact same day Facebook was registered as a business idea. I remember seeing that. And this is all February 4th, right. 2004. And this is all like documented stuff, too. This isn't, this, is, this, is, this isn't speculation. This isn't like, again, I hate using the word conspiracy because it's like, we all know that's where this is again true. The CIA created that where it's disparage people who are trying to fucking poke around for the truth, right? So that's a again a fact. So like I hate seeing the word conspiracy, but these aren't conspiracies. These are actual documented official paperwork that you can just look into. If you just right. gave a shit, you could just go, oh, I wonder because this is all public record. Look up and be like, when was Facebook? And you know what was when was that invented? Whatever you could look up the date and then when was it up, registered right. as a business? And then you could look up when the other thing was unregistered or whatever. And you'd be like, oh, well, there yeah. you go. It's right here. It's right here on the my exact phone. same day. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, so it's not just us being like, I think you know, in the shadows. It's 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 in your face. And I feel like a lot of this too. A lot of the powers that be, deeps, whatever the fuck you want to call it, they're more and more blatant with their like, uh, ah, we're gonna do it anyway. Fuck you. Well, you know, so much of this is um, a couple things. One, a lot of stuff came out. Think about this. When Facebook wasn't around and MySpace was here, right? The internet wasn't even close to what it was now. They didn't even know what it was going to be, right? You were still downloading like porn pictures. Like it took like, it's like, right? I'm like, I'm almost done jerking off. It's so crazy. So people are asking, why would the CIA want to uh, implode the Pornhub and blow up uh, OnlyFans. Well, because I think most of the stuff on Pornhub involves professional women and, like, shady-ass people, right? But we, when you go to OnlyFans, it seems like everybody and their mother has an OnlyFans account, whether they're asking you to jerk off to their feet or, you know, they're taking – Every all these women and guys are too on Facebook. It, 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 there's a lot more users who are putting their face, all their personal information mm. on OnlyFans. And then on top of that, to get any of the videos, you have to sign up with a credit card. So now they know what you're looking at, they know what you're commenting, they know all that stuff. It's a lot more interactive than Pornhub. And, and- that's if you're if you are a OnlyFans creator, that's tax. You had to register for taxes and stuff too. Yeah, and like, good luck going to get a, a normal job after you were queen of the bukkake on <laughs> fucking OnlyFans. Yeah, I, I subscribe to that personally, so don't don't knock it. But uh, you know, no, kidding. I, dude, uh, no I'm kidding. I have yeah, a, I love uh, porn friends. I don't give a shit, no, man. I, I, I think it's capitalism. I stopped watching porn because it was yeah, destro- me too. It destroyed, it destroyed my trying. brain. No, <laughs> I stopped right. No, I stopped like I mean, every now and then I'll slip back in, but I'm pretty good at not watching it because I don't think it's good for you to do. I, I think it's like a treat. It should be like a treat porn. Like you know, it should be like, oh, I'm gonna go there for like a and like do this and like it's. But like I think doing it every day, all like t- multiple times a day, is not good for your fucking brain. Oh, dude, I used to do yeah. speed and set high scores <laughs> on Pornhub, dude. I literally would break Pornhub. I'm like, I've seen all these pornos. I'm just uh, next, and, and that dude, it's just get and it warps you into 
that all this kind of stunt fucking is yes. somehow normal shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm again, I'm married now, but like, I, I talked this with my wife, you know, in the past, like, uh, before I met her, like, I was doing like, d- you know, degrading shit because <laughs> I was like, this is what I watch, this is what you're supposed to do, right? And it's like, no, you fucking lunatic. Yeah. Well, they want they yeah. want kids to get into that. Yeah. Because if they didn't, there was be an 18 and over phone. Right. But they don't have 18 and over phones because everybody knows you got to hook people early. That's yeah. how you yes. get them. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's how you indoctrinate any 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 group. Youth. That's why religion, yeah. if, if it was done correctly, you wouldn't learn about religion until you were 18 years old. But by then you formed your opinions and it's a lot harder to get people to buy into anything. Same thing with porn. That's why Nickelodeon's doing gay shit. It's like, dude, I, I listen, man, be as gay as you want. Shove as much stuff up your ass. I don't give a shit. Turn your pillow wallet into a car trunk for all I give a shit, okay? But it's like wh- wh- why are we accepting that sexualizing children? And yeah, if I hear no, another fuck yeah. go on sorry. No, I was going to say it's it's that's I, I I always hang my hat on that. It's like I'm like, "Hey, I'll fuck it. Like if I could get away with it, I would kill people for that." Like easily, but I can't. I'll go to jail, you know? So like the whole Dan Schneider Nickelodeon thing like how, upsetting. how is he not being hung in the streets publicly? That fucking creep. You, you know what I'm saying? Well, because he's really a pedophile. Yeah, of course. It's he like is. why it's like why Chris D'Elia is canceled and Jeffrey Ross gets booked on eight million fucking shows. Yeah, dude, I know. And we again the D'Elia thing, especially for comics, it all went around. And it's crazy when that first came out, they made it sound like he was fucking kids. And then a week goes by, and you're like, oh. He was just being a dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, Listen, like, I, I have kids. Yeah, fishing, I have two right, daughters. Yeah. I don't think a 34-year-old guy should be DMing 17-year-olds. Okay. okay. Totally agree. But let's not – like, listen, what I talk about is kidnapping, rape, yeah. and torture that these people do or kitty porn, okay? Yep. A girl going and watch her favorite comic and then going home to her parents is not even close to what we're talking about. And I'm not saying it's right, but there is fucking there is a fucking spectrum of what is really bad, yeah. okay? And that's not it. Okay? I at college I walked down like this the I was in the library, I walked around this black guy just started fucking jacking his junk to me and like to this day, I hate reading, right? But <laughs> I will tell you this, man. that That's sexual assault, but it's not even close to what really goes out there. So you got these Me Too women trying to make guys hitting on them. That's that that's that's my problem with the whole Como shit. It was like unwanted sexual advances. Every time, 99% of the time men hit on women, it's unwanted sexual advances. It's true. That's how you got to do it. You got to swing on everything to make contact with the ball. Yeah. You got to put it in play if you want to get on yeah. base. <laughs> yeah. So that's my opinion on that. I don't even know where we got to on how we got down that. But my point is, I, I like, dude, it's like, I, you know, I'm really over women who don't have kids too being so blatantly upset that they obviously regret not having children to the point that they're fucking angry at kids. And like all yeah. these female comics who decide not to have kids fucking thinking that cuties were 
fucking camera guys are getting shots of 11 year old b-holes twerking is somehow Art. acceptable yeah, kill yeah if you yeah. hit on them it's like the biggest affront in the world if you're at a comedy show and you're like hey you're hot then they cry about fucking s- s- unwanted sexual advances it's like could you do more mental gymnastics dude there was some fucking creep comic and he's of course checkmarked i don't know who he uh, i can't remember his name man but um he said uh you're sexualizing, like, as in we are sexualizing the girls twerking and cuties, because that's not a sexual inherent dance. I go, that's fucking retarded. Yeah, <laughs> that's, you're literally <laughs> sticking out your butthole. <laughs> that's like, that's like, that's like, so that means if you were to, stri- without, uh, if a stripper didn't take a clothes off, but did the same exact strip moves, that's not sexual? Yeah. It's, that's, come it's, on. It's called mental gymnastics. Yeah, that's crazy. they're it's fully like, retarded. Pe- also, the whole, you know, I'm sure you, of course you know, the whole MAP thing. The what maps? is that? You, you don't know what maps are? Well, I I know I know maps and I know okay, that. So I, I, I was say, minor attracted person. Oh no 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 no! I'll okay. fight all those motherfuckers. Yeah, so these fucks, these are one. They're essentially saying, "Hey, we're we're pedophiles, but we're not. Don't call us that. We're just minor attracted persons." No, I'll, I'll fight them. No, Please send me any links part. to anybody. In like comedy, I'll fucking no, no, fight no, him. That wasn't a comic. I'm just saying that was um just that's just a thing also out there in the world. The uh the, the twerking tw- thing that was a comic. So that I forgot who though. But the the minor attractive persons is like a thing that they're trying to like normalize pedophilia with. I'm like nah, they totally are. Nah. Remember when Vice wrote that article about is pedophilia really like a crime? Whatever. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say it was a really a crime. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble for them. Like, that's not what we said. But their they their headline was like uh, pedophilia, like is it their fault or something like that? It's like yeah, actually, yeah, a hundred percent. What it is is these guys <laughs> don't have any fucking balls to talk to adults, so they have to manipulate children. Yeah, and, also and the- all these fucking comics who are turning their head on this motherfucker, acting like he ain't done anything. It's like yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, fucking yeah. you're you. And if I, I do trust me, when these people start crying for the next Me Too thing. I'm gonna be like, you work with Jeff Ross. Go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah. The stories I heard of him, like as of like the last year, I never heard of anything before, until like the last year. That I started he's hearing some a made ways. man. Yeah. I, of course. That's yeah. Of course. It's a, that's it's a bummer. Why. Just like all those pedophiles are. Once yeah. you're once you're in that it's, cult, that's it. You just get away with it. Yeah. A lot of people want to be like Jews, Jews, Jews. It's not Jews, man. It's not. There's there's like I always tell my Jewish friends. I hate to tell you. Your middle management, brother. Okay. <laughs> There's levels to this shit and it's way above you. And in Hollywood, it is pedophilia. Pedophilia is the initiation into the highest levels of this shit so that they can control you. And exactly. it's just the way it is. So, uh, my brother in law recently just asked me, he's like, hey, how come that's like the new thing? I go, because back in the day, how these blackmail you was like an affair. Because, like, an affair back in, like, the 40s was, like, that was, like, if the worst. If you cheat worst. on your wife, they'd yes. be like, we'll let everybody know. Like, it was, no, right. It was, like, no. the worst thing you could do. But now, no one gives, like, marriage are open. Like, I'm fucking four people and my wife. What's up? Like, no one yeah. cares anymore. But what's the next level of that? Well, that is. Yeah. Because everyone's 100%. still, oh, well, I get most people, the, the, if you're a sane fucking person, you obviously think it's, you know, the worst thing in the world. So you still can't let that out. Yeah. 100%. But, but 100%. If, you try to, if you try to normalize it, though. Then you can't let it. I don't even know if they want it really normalized. I think they just want us fighting with each other. Hmm. They just want to steal our luge. And maybe they do want to normalize. I don't know, but it just seems more about just us 
just like, you know, when you first get into conspiracies, you want to save the world. And all you want to do is save everybody. And you put so much energy into it. And it's just like fighting windmills. You know, you're just Don Quixote and you're just yeah. charging windmills and you're never meant to win this thing. So it's like, the truth of the matter is the best thing you could ever do is like, you know, it's like somebody sent me a meme. It's like, don't worry about waking up sheep, wake up the sleeping lions. And that's really what you do. I just put out the information, whoever gets it and open mind to it. If it helps you see what's going on, God bless you. But I, I can't save anybody. And, you know, I could just do little things when it comes to these fucking, I know all the scumbags, dude. I won't work with any of them. I won't work with any of them. Okay. I could go start swinging on motherfuckers, but that's not going to help anybody. Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm just going to be out of work. Yeah. They'll just do whatever they can. And then they got real powerful, real powerful people out there that can come bring a lot of pain and suffering to not just me, but other people, you know? So it's like, you got, you got the best way to handle everything is to just pull your attention out, your energy, your loose, your money out of the system and not be a part of it. You know, everybody's celebrating Conan going out. It's like, great. Conan wouldn't put anybody with any fucking balls on his fucking show for a fucking long ass time. Yeah. Wouldn't put anybody with balls. Wouldn't put any of the fucking savages on. They put on some funny people like right. Nate Bergazzi, Tom yeah. Segura. Tom's got balls. So I take that back. But a lot, of, you know, Tom has to get to this fucking level of fucking super crush where it would be almost ridiculous not to have him on. But it's like, oh, there's so many people out there just fucking savages. Got, got nowhere near that fucking show. So I I miss old Conan, new Conan, don't have any, it, it could care less if he, it was on TV or not on TV. I'm not going to celebrate something that became part of the problem with the system. And pull your energy out, man. And that's what you see going on, dude. When, when fucking Netflix loses a ton of cash because people are over cuties, when nobody's watching ESPN, nobody's watching any, uh, nobody, you know, Facebook will always be big because people in other countries that have no freedom don't yeah. give a shit that they're getting spied on. Right. So they'll always have that. But nobody in America, people, more and more people are pulling out uh, of Twitter, of Instagram, YouTube's fucking losing views left and right. So, I think we're fucking winning, dude. I think that's a good thing for sure. I think the pro like the problem that I have with again, I hate I do I hate Facebook. Like it sucks, but again, our fuck. I feel like our work, <laughs> like you kind of we need social media to get our shit out there. So it's like, well, I'm on Facebook kind of just to be like, hey, check out my comedy, or like, hey, check out my podcast. Like I'm not like engaging in fucking conversation on Facebook. Like it's crazy. You know, Twitter too, Instagram too. All I, I'm like, I use I use Twitter more than anything else. But like Instagram, I just post like, hey, is my show day coming up? Or hey, is my podcast? I just follow hot asses on Instagram. <laughs> That's literally the only reason I'm there. Oh, dude, my 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 social media feeds are just like it's sports, comedy, and hot chicks. It's like yeah, that's and, all and, it and is, libertarian dude. stuff. That's, it. <laughs> that's all it is. I it's think it's also like harder to fake uh profiles on there so dude i got jam man yeah uh, no, for sure it's been a fun long conversation yeah, i had a great time adam nutter yes sir. Uh, we could do it again very soon for sure, i don't know how much conspiracy we got into and how much talking you did it was more me yelling <laughs> at you through zoom that's kind of no, what the I, show was i enjoyed it and this was a great time and i appreciate you doing it or having me or whatever this swapcast uh for sure thanks for listening 
Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. 